All right, guys, this is going to be very, very interesting. I'm super excited today to be with some new guests and some fellow friends here across the pond. Um, of course, Craig Walker's here with me. How are you doing, Craig? I'm very good, thank you. And of all the days to have a sniffly nose and cough in, it would be this one, wouldn't it? <laughs> it is what it is. Hey, we're in winter, but that's what's going on, yes. But for those of you who haven't been with us before, we're very, very excited to introduce you to True TV, The Truth Matters, and we are having some special guests here. Of course, we have Laura, my bestie here, is with us too. How you doing, Laura? Great, good to be here with yes. this incredible company. Great yes, to see you guys. Yes. And then we have a new guest, Christiana, and um, I'm really excited to get to know you better. I know you've been working with Craig a little bit on some music stuff and doing some things. Yeah. And um, so welcome to the show. It's very Thank excited you. to have you. Thank you so much. Awesome. And then someone who doesn't really need an introduction, I'm kind of like freaking out a little bit to meet you because you've been so life-changing for me. I think I have every one of your books. Oh my God. Uh, I literally, my, my, I have a big library and like a whole shelf is you. So this whoa, is, like, whoa. I'm like, yay. Oh my God. I'm like a little nervous. I, I do this all the time. Then. I, I was just down the, um, I was just down the corridor in the office and uh, Christiana just, um, seconded me onto the show so <laughs> well, um, I, i'm a late addition well i'm very very, very welcome addition yeah. what a gift what a gift extremely you are truly an icon and you've been really frontlining a lot of this whole awakening way before many of us even knew there was an awakening so um i'm really excited to have you on the show for the topic of actually the great awakening so here we are um, almost coming up into the new year and or actually in the new year between, I don't know when this is going to be aired, um, but this was your idea, Craig. So where do you see this going? I'm going to let you roll with it. Um, oh, and also before we get started too, hit the like, hit subscribe, do all the things, get on the newsletter so you know what's going on in this new year. But I forgot to mention that, but go for it, Craig. Yeah. So, um, so Christiana uh, and I, uh, we first met, I don't know if you remember, uh, Christiana, was uh, oh way back in 2020 when all the crap was hitting the fan. Um, and um, there was a, a podcast that a lady had put on and I was asked to be a guest and you were also a guest on that. So I don't know if you remember that at all. Which one was it again? Oh, oh, I'm so I can't remember the lady's name. She's, she's from South Africa. That's all I remember. Um, I can't remember the lady's name. Um, but um, oh I, yes, of yes, course I remember. Yes, yeah. yes and yes. it was just talking about what was going on, the events of 2020. Um, yes. So I met you there, and then a friend requested you, and have sort of stayed in touch a little bit ever yes. since. Yeah, um, I have to. Then, admit, my memory is absolutely terrible. I shouldn't be saying yeah. that my age, but um, well, a lot's happened over the past few years, which yeah. is all understandable. But um, I just had this idea because we've connected again recently. I had some messages. And I thought, you know what, I'd love to get your perspective and Laura's perspective on what you class as the Great Awakening. Because um, mm. this word's banded around a lot, you know, that people, you know, so-called normies are waking up um, to, not, you know, the negative stuff, but also the, the positive side of it as well. And I would love, love to get everybody's perspective on it. What the heck is going on? <laughs> so yes. And there will on. be many different perspectives, obviously. Indeed. Indeed. I mean... Um, what I love about Laura as well is is how you always have this um, this hope, this this kind of benevolent 
um, desire to see humanity succeed. Um, I think your input is vital. Um, and obviously, David and Christiane, you, you know, obviously iconic media, you've, you've made a whole kind of, I don't want to say institution, it's the wrong word, but your, your whole, um, what you do is, is exposing the negative side and, and what the, the corrupt, um, you know, the cabal, and all the negative side of things that are going on, and and I mean, me growing up here, I'm I'm just in the in the north of England, just outside of Blackpool. Um, you know, growing up, you know, the name David Ike it came with laughter, you know, when I was a kid, yeah. and and ever since then, what I've loved seeing is that that name is now associated with a, a heck of a lot of respect, yeah, um, because of what you've done over the years, and the people I think with the events of the past few years are actually realizing this guy's got something to say. So it is a real honor to have you on the show. Well, thanks for much. Yeah, so, and I can say from a science background, the same. So many medical people, I'm a naturopath, and there are tons of medical people who are like getting it now because of some of the things yeah. that you have like been doing 20, 30 years ago. And it's yeah. like so relevant now, even, you know, it's like timeless, but you are so ahead of that. But anyway, go for it. Well, um, you know, I. On the subject of uh, the Great Awakening, um, I had my not great, uh, 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 I, w I didn't become greatly awakened. I, I, I'm, we're all awakening. Yeah, there's so much to know. So anyone who says I'm awake, well, actually you're not. You, you're more awake than you were before, but you're awakening. We're all awakening. And my awakening consciously began in 1990 when, um, you know, I, I had some extraordinary paranormal experiences. And um, I, I met a, um, a psychic, uh, well, quite a few actually in that early, early 1990 period. And there was a common theme that uh, I was being told that there was... Um, a energetic change coming a vibrational change is how it was described that was going to awaken humanity from its coma and the more awake would be affected first and then that even uh, those that were solid gold asleep at the time would start to be affected and i called this um vibrational change in in the first book i wrote on these subjects uh, truth vibrations because um one of the things that um i was told is that all that had been hidden from us one of the great effects of this vibrational change was that all that had been hidden from us was going to be brought to the surface so we could see it and you know at the time there was absolutely no uh evidence of that at all but as, as we look back from the perspective of current days, look at what we know now that we didn't know in 1990, that we didn't know in 2000, and you know we didn't know five years ago. Um, it's phenomenal. And so this kind of uh, truth vibration transformation is, is happening in the sense of that's coming to the surface but it's also happening in the number of people who are starting to see that the world's not like they thought it was and it can be at different levels but um when people look around today and they say um oh, more people ought to wake up well 
<laughs> I remember 1990. I remember uh, 2000 and so on when you know it was very very difficult to get anyone interested in this information at all but now it's extraordinary the numbers are extraordinary and they're getting bigger all the time because there, there's always going to be a point there was always going to be a point where it couldn't be hidden anymore because if, if you want to transform society there comes a point where you're transforming it in 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 a way that people can see, and that's where we are. So they've gone from um, hiding it to sales pitching it, basically. Um, but the question is, I would say, and then I'll shut up. Is <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> uh, what what level of awakening are we talking about? Because one of the things I've been going on about now for quite a long time is I think the what's become known as the alternative media, which which didn't exist when I started out. I watched it appear and grow. Great stuff. But I think it's been hijacked by here and no further, um, whereby um, after COVID, a lot of people came in to the alternative media that um, were focusing on the the the, co the COVID situation and the, the jab and all that, but they brought with them their the rest of their mainstream belief systems. Right. Um, and I've seen also people who, um, let's say, had no interest in this information until it became a, a source of attention. And then suddenly they became interested and they've come in. And I see um, the alternative media and the awakening at that level, what I call the mainstream alternative media, becoming focused on politics and Klaus Schwab and, and, and Bill Gates. And now, of course, I've been exposing that for you know, a long, long, long time. But it's a level of the awakening. It's not the awakening. And, and I think what, one of the, the, the problems I have with it is that the focus on that's the problem becomes also a focus on this is the answer to that problem. So someone like uh, Millet gets in in Argentina and suddenly, yes, or Trump in uh, America, yes. Or Wilders in the Netherlands, yes. As if politics and political saviors are what this is all about. It's not. For me, what the awakening is, is a, a sweeping back of the program perception of everything program perception of self-identity, program perception of reality and what it is and how it works and who are we, where are we, to the point where we start to remember the true nature of who we are, which is consciousness. In my view, a point of attention within an infinite flow of consciousness. And that point of attention can be the size of a pea or it can be infinite. And... Um, if you're going to control 
billions of people, you have to have them in a state of myopic self-identity and myopic sense of reality. And part of that myopia is politics is the problem, thus political solutions are the answer. And I think that there's too much of that going on. And for me, uh, the, the, the alternative media should be working on the basis of what Socrates is supposed to have said in ancient Greece, wisdom is knowing how little we know. To know is to know that we know nothing. Because once you once you realize how little we know, your mind is constantly open. Okay, there's vastly, vastly more than I think I know to know. So what is it? Let's explore. And I think this um, here but no further mainstream alternative media is is building a barricade around that. And the, the real awakening is, hey, let's open our minds to all possibility and not focus on the the labels and the illusions and the dramas of what we perceive to be human life right so um i 100 percent agree and and like you say i think people are constantly looking for somebody to come and save them which which that that's not the message of absolutely what's going on it's that you know we ourselves are going to do the job you know that thing that's why we've incarnated here that we're here to do the job and everybody's got a role to play <coughs> and that's why it's such an honor having you guys on um like christiane what, what how do you sorry christiana apologies um how how do you see this chris christy apologies it's been a, it's um, been a really really long journey to be honest because yeah. I think, you know, when you said about Laura, how she's always really positive about, you know, the awakening, I was one of those people as well. And I'm I'm really kind of almost sad to say that I have shifted a little bit in that sense, or maybe have become a little bit more matured in my vision of on what awakening is. Because back in 2010, when I had an awakening and I was shown there was going to be a mass awakening happening, and I thought, oh, this is this is imminent. And it's going to be very quick and very amazing and we're all going to be happily ever after and uh, it didn't really happen like that at all and i realized that what we sometimes see beyond the five senses is outside of the time so it seems like it happens like this and then we have to bring it back here into this 3d reality and suddenly it's like walking through molasses and and everything is so slow that at some point we just lose sight of what we what we've seen and we and we may lose faith as well and you know um the drawn out aspect makes it hard for me sometimes to to stay positive mm. um and also i got you know listening to david talking about the contention that we might be living in a simulated reality and that the awakening is all about waking up from the dream that was a huge trigger for me when I first heard that because I'm a complete nature lover and I love, love, love nature and I would do anything to be one with nature. And then suddenly David comes along and he goes, well, it might be a simulation. And I was like, no, no, you're wrong. It can't be. And yet, you know, working with David and being around him a lot, um, you know, and being open to different ideas, I did start looking into this, this concept and I did think, okay, mm -hmm. um, this might be an, a subject that more and more people are going to get interested in, especially when he mentions that there is a prime earth, which is an organic 
prime reality, and that this reality we are in is, like the Gnostics described, a fake copy. Mm. Now, when I was a small child, very, very small child, my earliest memories are that I would look out outside of the window and I'd look around me and I, and I would think to myself, it looks real, but it's not the real thing. And I always wondered why I had that. And also, what I, whenever I had an experience as a small child, so I would go somewhere to an event or something, I always remembered in, in another reality that wherever I would go, everything was alive. Mm -hmm. So if you walk through, the, through a forest, everything would be alive. And the colors would be very vivid and you would feel part of everything. And I remember as a very small child thinking, this isn't the same as what I've known because I feel separate from everything and I feel isolated from everything. So having those memories coming back to the surface made me realize there could be something very, very um, true in this whole idea that we're in a simulated reality, um, in which case what we'd want to do as part of the awakening is awaken to that fact and in a way reawaken to what is a real prime reality one that is created from a divine source rather than a um, artificial kind of creation and yeah. you know that journey has set me on a whole different uh in, in a whole different direction and i'm not saying that this is truth or anything i'm i'm exploring it oh the lights just went off here <laughs> <laughs> we have to move around. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just piggyback on both of what you guys said because um, going back to the alternative and and also tying in the nature and the hope hope or hopelessness. Um, one of the things and with biofeedback is I can test people's biofield and how big or large it is. And one of the things. When we test on the map of consciousness, if you go by like Hawkins, and I'm not like Hawkins, I'm sorry, but I don't believe everything the guy believes, but I, I have used his chart just for testing. And what we have found is people who test at a lower state of consciousness actually don't have a field. They're, it's very tight and or inverted. And someone on a higher level of consciousness has a, a bigger width of field. Some, some people have tested up to 21 feet. And the people who have a larger field have an outreach of love, truth, you know, beautiful things that they are radiating and also magnetizing back into them. And the people who are at the 50s and below, 100s and below, with the inverted, they cannot generate their own energy to, so they, they have to siphon off other people, which is why I think that they're using things in the simulation or whether it is or not, with like um, entertainment and um, different news sources and politics and things like that to create what they can't do on their own as individuals or even in groups because they have to live off of us. So they're trying to manufacture something that generates any kind of energy because they want to hit the masses but they can't do it on their own as individuals but we speaking from our heart we have a, a bigger radius we have more power and of course nature is very much part of it and 
I can tell you, I felt a little depressed and I know Laura and I've talked about this a million times, Craig and I, you know, we've gone through like highs and lows through all of this. Oh, no, the soul is real. <laughs> and it's like, you know, sometimes I, I felt like so helpless or just like you said, Christiana, um, like molasses, like, oh my God, is this real? I, I, you know, almost stuck feeling like, when is this going to happen? Or when, you know, like you're waiting and feel powerless in a way, but doing what we do individually things like this in our show we created this to help encourage people to work on the inside and keep working on us because as we work on us individually we are changing things and we are you know moving things and um just to empower people to go back to what the, what they can control within us and not focusing on all this external and you know letting that interfere with the truth frequencies that david was speaking of because that is powerful that is truth and authenticity actually scores higher than love which i didn't think was possible and, uh, yeah and I, I i literally always thought love was the highest but just recently i'm testing that authenticity which i believe is hand in hand with truth and living true is actually the highest score so far so well, it's interesting because um, when I uh, wrote my latest book, The Dream, um, one of, in one of the chapters, um, Christiana got hold of some, what do you call it, plant medicine? Yeah, well, it's called, it's, it's Choco Bliss. Cho so chocolate, it's, yeah. It's raw chocolate with psilocybin combined. Yeah, so, so I took a bit of it. <laughs> I took a bit of this because uh, I wanted to do a, ch a chapter where I, I kind of, got rid of this world a bit and and got out there um so I, I did i did it and i when it kicked in i started talking for about two hours on it yeah. non-stop right <laughs> it wasn't that um i had a thought and then articulated it the, the words came out and i was the first one to hear them you know what i mean mm -hmm. and it's interesting because what what it was describing the how this simulation works and one of the things it said about consciousness beyond the simulation, which is actually very, very small, consciousness beyond the simulation, they said you could you could describe it as love, but more accurately, it should be described as wisdom. There is a it, it's 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 a wisdom that's out there, um, and a wisdom that um, that that can um see things in in a, in a balanced way in in you know, you just said in a kind of a mature way and it sees the um it, it's 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 a kind of a a wisdom that that can see all and knows all it's and it's what was coming to me is that was beyond what you call love it's just a state of this almost like um a wise old guy or a wise old lady you know that that, that um, is is this consciousness and what's lacking in this world if you look at it is that it's wisdom right um you know the situation currently with um israel and gaza where people instinctively take a side um and wisdom says that attacks on israeli civilians is appalling and the bombing of 
Palestinians in Gaza is appalling and grotesque. But it doesn't judge all Palestinians the same, and it doesn't judge all Israelis the same. It sees the difference between Israeli civilians and the Israeli government. It has the ability, the wisdom, to um, to see um, people in their individual behavior rather than seeing them as a collective, a tribe. And it's it's you know this tribal mentality where you judge a group the same as if they're all the same. I mean, wisdom knows that no matter what group you're talking about, whatever ethnic group, racial group, religious group, anything, you've got um, you've got n nice people, you've got people that just get on with their lives and and do what they do and 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 don't want to harm anybody and in every group you've got psychopaths so once you um once you start seeing everything as like a, a a tribal group and judging your group all oh, my group's all good because that's my tribe and that tribe's all bad because that's another tribe that's that's in a complete absence of wisdom and and i think that's one of the things when you look around the world there there is this this absence of wisdom and 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 as people as we the subject tonight we talk about awakening they become wiser um and and you know that this is why there's different levels of awakening because i don't think seeing right wing or left wing uh, uh, it, that again they're tribes uh, or someone being elected in argentina or the netherlands or whatever as you know the the answer i mean i don't think that's wise either you might be more awake to see that the world's being manipulated but you're not a, a, a wise enough yet to see that that level of it is not the answer it's the problem so i think an infusion of wisdom is is really what the world needs and an awakening brings that wisdom once you get to a certain level of it yeah I, so everything you're saying there is i was just thinking laura you've been saying these sorts of things for years and years um is she frozen or is she just i don't know is she frozen there she is oh there she is you there laura <laughs> with sophia oh yeah well i love what everybody's sharing i agree with what everybody's sharing and it's definitely a work in process uh, a progress and process the awakening process is a work in progress and I think it's just being mindful and knowing that it's about maintenance. You know, you just don't arrive. You you have to constantly maintain and looking at all levels of one's energy body and what's going on internally, your mental, physical, emotional, spiritual. We are elemental beings, right? We're on an earth that has elements that are contaminated. And so that I feel is a part of the simulation due to the planetary grid network manipulations and the siphoning and harvesting of humans that require us to exist in duality and imbalance because in duality and imbalance there are leaks and holes in our auras there's uh traumas that are unhealed there are belief systems and programs that keep us in that imbalance that are leveraged in order for the powers that be to have stolen power that is our power that we need to call back to ourselves and when we call that back to ourselves 
and ignite the creative imagination. And like David is saying, you know, wake up in the dream. We're much more conscious and mindful. And when we lose that, we can maintain by getting, you know, back to our divine center again. We can recognize, whoa, I dropped down in my energy. I was running a negative thought form. But that's what I feel the underworld is for. It's to really compost that energy, to go into that sort of death transformational cycle to come back up again that much more clear. And nature provides that with its seasons, with its astrological alignments, which is part of the greater intelligence of the cosmos and how it knows how to repair itself with the Venus transits, with just the fact that we're in this ascension window period. It has healed itself from all these different cataclysms, exploded planets, just like an organism knows naturally how to heal itself. I feel like the earth does on a cosmic scale that if we're in alignment with, we're conduits to it, we're participators and co-creators of that. And we're part of that sort of rehabilitation and repair work in the collective as well. And if we're in alignment to that, uh, then we can be more conscious of our traumas. We're not acting out with these personality disorders that are you know, just bearing it throwing pharmaceuticals, distractions in the news and the entertainment industry and all these ways to just be stuck in that punishment reward system to keep like linked into and morphed into the dependency bond of this inversion that is an addiction matrix that relies on the personality and a lot of the manipulation of our self-worth starting from a young age to, um, you know, just play upon our self-esteem, our sense of identity and worth that is very much not coming from our true parents, right? It's to me, the false parent, the false partner that we need to divorce ourselves from to recognize the true love of creation and the integration of polarity within ourselves to return to that um, balance and that restoration that is that love and harmony that we hold within, which I feel takes us into that zone that um, David's speaking about so wonderfully when it comes to not choosing a side. I mean, does, Mother Earth does the true sort of cosmic source energy choose sides? No, it's unconditional love. So if we have unconditional love, the receptivity of those that we show that towards are going to connect with us on a soul level. Because I'm not very positive a lot of times. So it's funny you guys say that. I'm like, God, talk to my husband. It's like, I'm like, ah. But when I'm like in a you know company like yours, I'm like, whoop, there's my positive energy. Then, yeah, that's why I love doing shows because I'm like, whoop, I'm, I'm back. Um, but, uh, you know, I noticed that even just going into Walmart or going places that I don't really want to go, if I just see the soul of the person and I'm not like in that matrix thinking of just, oh, this is such low energy and this and that, or, or you know, and, and I don't choose sides either. You can see the beauty of that soul or their better intention, wherever they are in the awakening process. It's the compassion of knowing we're all in a process. We're all at different stages. We all might slip and come back up, but we can hold hands together and have each other's back when we have those times and moments. And we can be a source of inspiration and lead by example and sort of inspire people to see maybe this is a healthier way. Maybe this is um, going to serve your soul and your passions and inspirations more than this will. And I just feel that that's in the wisdom because you're not like, oh, those are just sheeple or, oh my gosh, they voted for this person. Who the heck are they? Or I can't believe they're supporting that. Even though they might hold that duality, you're not talking to that part of them. And I think that's when they can break it as well and not label you because, you know, I, I just feel that the frequency that we hold is going to bring out the best in each other. And those that can't go there and want you to drop down, you just have that boundary. And, uh, and, and just hope that they can meet you in this place of wisdom um, and a greater universal love that's not so fourth chakra where, 
you know, that where I, I feel a lot of imbalance happens in that area. We might give too much, not get enough in return, feel resentful or um, not give enough love and just be bitter. So I'll just kind of leave it at that. But um, I feel, yeah, this artificial timeline is batteried up by the power that we give away, the creative channels that we have infected that buy into the belief systems, the indoctrination. And when we wake up from that, we can start the maintenance work. And just like we have to do in the kitchen, we make a meal, we have to clean the dishes. If you try and cook a meal on top of the dirty dishes, you're going to have a bunch of germs and parasites. Same with the archons. They're going to feed on the contamination that is not being purified and cleared that connecting with these cycles of nature can help us with to then get to the core divine nature that is hiding behind that veil of the simulation, I feel. Yeah, well, you mentioned uh, duality there. And, um, you know, that kind of fits in with what I'm understanding about this simulation. The simulation, uh, certainly at the level that we uh, experience it, is, is basically electrical and electromagnetic. It's duality. Uh, yeah. It needs duality to... Um, to survive, um, any, anything that brings together unity and it starts to uh, dissolve and lose its power. And if you look at the way the world is manipulated, and this is why this thing about taking sides is so important, um, we're all being um, uh, pressured to, to take a side, to take a group think, and then they play the group thinks off against each other. You know, pe like people say, um, we must be the resistance. I don't think we should, because I think, you know, I, I, I have this phrase, what you fight, you become. Right. Um, in yeah. the sense that, you know, th th there's something pushing this way, you resist it. Well, there's a, there's a polarity electrical circuit there. Yes. And, and for me, um, what we should be doing is, um, is it, it not, not resisting, just not cooperating, which is very different. You just don't do what the authority uh, tells you to do and wants you to do. And, and basically what you do in terms of duality then is you create one, one man clapping. Yeah. Because the, the resistance is not creating a circuit. Right. Yeah. Um, you, you're not resisting. You're just not cooperating, and, and it, which is a completely, um, completely different thing. So I think this, this duality is, is everywhere. Um, and they play one off against the other, against the other. And I, I wonder if um, you know there might be some symbolism in the the Garden of Eden story of Adam and Eve falling out of paradise and knowing the um, knowing good and evil. Right. So what what is good and evil? They're polarities to play off against each other. And dark um, nights. Like this is why this this unity this wonders this um uh, pulling yeah. together the fragments uh because people are so fragmented because of the way this world works that for me is the awakening yeah and i always have to think about the the cathars you know why were they murdered en masse in such large numbers because they were really living the beyond the duality aspect and they were considered an extreme danger because obviously the, the, the forces that require that duality understood that if that group was going to expand, it would be game over. Yeah. Um, and also what I find interesting, and that's a question, Dr. Charnel, um, is that I saw a video, uh, a few aspect, uh, fragments of a video of yours before we started. I just wanted to you know, know a little bit more about your work. 
and I heard you say something about electrical circuits, I think, um, to do with the heart. And you just mentioned that as well, duality electrical circuits. And I just was interested to hear from you um, how that sort of fits in with what we're talking about. So the heart is the most magnetic. You know, the mind, we all radiate everything. You know, they call it a biofield because two goes out and it comes in going with the simulation or not whatever the situation is and but the heart your feelings are trump on what brings the magnet in so we have to be very very careful about what we're thinking what we're talking about but especially what we're feeling and um you know i'm going back to what you guys were talking about i was driving down the road yesterday and i saw a bumper sticker that said f cancer and i'm uh, going talking about a resistance as a person who works with people with cancer, the number one thing is cancer is a part of your body for a reason. And it was a part of, of my body for a reason at one time and I cleared it, but I had to, I, it's a, it was still a part of me. So if, if that's in my body as a signal, if that's the darkness that ignites change, um, you know, darkness can be a catalyst to create change, to make new choices and to shift bodies back into alignment, whether it's, it's just a symbol really to me. It's like, how do you hate what's inside of you? So is there hate? Yes. But when we love ourselves exactly where we are, when we love everyone else where we are, that's what can cause the shift. And going back to what David said, this diversity is beautiful and there is no right or wrong in, in all of this. And just like we can't necessarily, uh, I mean, we can vote, yes, um, but ultimately are there gonna be things that are decided for us and, and you know, whatever? I mean, my son was deployed and do I, do I agree with that? No, can I do anything about it? No. And yet, you know, does he wanna do it? Who knows, you know what I mean? Like but there are other people making decisions for us at, at, during those times. And I can focus on what I can and I can love where I'm at and I can only do what I can do. And so, you know, hating anybody on the other side, you know, when it gets down to it and they're, and you're looking in the eyes of the person that you supposedly hate, there usually isn't a lot of hate when it comes down to it, when you're holding the guy who is shot or whatever, and happens to be on the other side, everyone's human in the end. And so, you know, what do you guys say about that? I mean, well, I, I think um, that we, we, as our in, individual self, uh, have choices um, of what we cooperate with and what we don't. And other people make um, other choices and and that creates the the world that we live in um, but you know in the end if we're gonna really uh, bring this change about then people have got to start making different choices you see if you if you have a war you've got um, people fighting each other who've never met each other, who know nothing about each other, and they're fighting that side because the leaders and the su su perceived superiors have told uh, this uh, uh, group that they have to fight that group. And over there, a similar situation with a, a hierarchy, they've told that group to fight this group. 
And people are fighting each other, uh, but the people who are creating the wars and dictating who's fighting who, they're sipping coffee in Washington and Downing Street, right? So um, if we made a choice, they used to say in the 60s, um, what if we had a war and no one turned up? Um, you know, in the end, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with you, you know, a few people can't control the world unless the masses of people, um, they um, obey and, um, and, and give their power to the few. It's not possible. You can't do that. It, it's not, it's not the, the tyrants that create tyrannies. It's the population acquiescing to tyranny. And that buy, creates tyranny. Buying into the illusion. Yeah. So, um, you know, the the answers to to all of this are, are with us. But it, again, in the end, it comes down to how awake you are. Uh, the more uh, uh, awakening you awakened you become, and you know, you you mentioned there about the the biofield expanding. For for me, you know, there's a lot of complication goes on in this whole awakening field when when you know personally i think it's very simple it's about self identity how you see yourself because if you um perceptually identify with the labels of a human life and you think that's who you are then your biofield is going to um match your perception of yourself it's going to be myopic. But when you start self-identifying or seeing the labels of a human life as experiences, not you, and the you is that which is having the experiences, which is consciousness, and you start to self-identify with being this expression of the all that is, has been, and ever can be, then that very expansion of self-identity will expand your field further and further into the um, into the infinite field where you're going to access more wisdom, more knowledge, more uh, love, um, more understanding, more insight. And you, you and, and, and the, that's why I talk about awakening, because you can awaken from the myopia and you can say, I can see there's a manipulation going on here and they're, they're manipulating this and 9-11 and and, 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 and weapons of mass destruction and all that. But if you, it's a process, you keep going. You then see from a much greater perspective why that's happening and how it's happening. And it's happening through the uh, constant manipulation of human perception. Um, it, the, the, the whole game is about hijacking human perception of self, identity, and of the world and world events. And it's that perception we have to take control back of so that we are the point that is perceiving within us, as you talk about, from within, that's where our perceptions are coming and not externally being programmed so we perceive the way that what I call the global cult wants us to perceive uh, self, the world and world events. And uh, so I, I do, um, 
I do think that in the end, the awakening is is an awakening to 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 expansive self identity, the identity of 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 who we are ultimately, eternally, and and breaking out of this prison cell in which we identify the I with the labels of a human life, because that's a, a level of perception that. Um, is about limitation. It's about I can't. It's about I have no power, uh, and and that's where this um, this manipulation wants us to be in that in that myopia of powerlessness when we're all powerful if we only realize it. So so what's causing this inverted biofield in your opinion? Uh, if I could just speak for a second, because I know we have to go soon. Um, I, I feel the inversion is, you know, exactly about the perception, like he said, but I feel that we're taught to fear the physical symptoms in our body. We give our power away to the medical industry. And and I know we're saying a lot about giving our power away, but the damage of that is that we don't get to know ourselves better because every time the body throws us a signal, throws us dis-ease, it's an opportunity to get to know ourselves through that self-love. Like, I want to get to know myself more. Why is that showing up? What is the root of that? You go on an inner journey. You begin to understand more. You begin to breathe life into it. You begin to release the anger, the grief, the emotionality that is in the inversion, and you begin to purify it. So when we look at the contaminated elements and the contaminated nucleic acids in our DNA, which are elemental, and the damage of the mitochondrial DNA that is connected to the ether, the great purifier, we can really get to know ourselves in the face of adversity instead of judge it as misfortune or I'm ill, I'm going to die, um, I'm failing in life. And all those self-perceptions are, are you, you're either successful or you're a failure, you know, instead of, you know, looking at it as a process to become whole and to look at those adversities and begin to unlock your divine mission, unlock your purpose, realize that it's good that that fell away, to trust the process, knowing that your higher self and something in cosmic and natural law is interfering. So the human has to let go a little bit, stop trying to control everything and determine whether it's good or bad, like we're talking about. Moving out of the tree of knowledge that's been targeted with mind control and moving back into, wow, I honor this process. I honor this. This is blessing me somehow. I need to appreciate it, get to know me in response to it, and then rebuild in the face of these adversities that we tend to judge. And we judge our trajectory right now as a human race that, oh, we're doomed. Um, if we can learn from it and come together as a collective and not show up at those wars, like you're saying, and, and maybe not show up and vote, and we look at each other and the resources that we have to pull together, you know, we can move away from it. So those that are still actively participating in it, they're there for a reason. And maybe they'll be that force that will begin to shift the perspective of those around us. I mean, or them. And I think we always have that opportunity, even if we're locked in prison, we don't have to be in prison. We can yes. see our mind. So I just want to just share that real quick. Yeah, I think I think one of the one of the big big things that that, that holds people in servitude is attachment to drama. <laughs> oh my God, have you heard the latest? Oh my God, and and oh, it's like, oh yeah, well, what, she said what? Oh my God, and it's the drama, and 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 that drama pulls you in. It's 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 a five sense emotional kind of uh, um, attachment to what I would call the simulation. And the simulation constantly wants you focused through the five senses on the drama that it's playing out so that you are so focused on, on the myopia, you don't, uh, you don't, you, you, first of all, you lose, because 
you know, if, if I'm looking at my finger now and I'm focusing on that and only on that, the rest of the room doesn't exist. Yeah. And so they, they want this focus of attention on the five senses, the five sense world, the drama that they constantly put before us or oh, what's in the papers today. Yeah. And that so focuses our attention that we lose touch with the greater self, the real self, right. the true I. What you give focus to, you make room for. And what you give ear to, you become. It's all bait. To It's a it's an energy. It's a frequency, as you know. I'm not t teaching you anything for sure. But going back to your question, um, when we did testing, what came up with the, like the 25 range in consciousness was manipulation, destruction, control, manip um, entities, Entities will start at like the 25 radius. So if you participate in things that can bring entity attachments, then that also can lower your own frequency, which causes the inversion. So there's different things. You know, I, I scored, I saw one guy was a 10, um, which is suicide. And he ended up committing suicide within two or three years. Um, he was just on this path of destruction, which could be self-instruction, destruction or war with other people or both um you know so again it goes back to what we can do everything is an inside job and when we work on like what's inside this is what the field can radiate radiate out but also we can influence with our our love with our authenticity with our truth with our uh, love, you know, just being okay, loving people across this, the way that maybe we don't agree with, but it doesn't matter because again, it's all, it's all trying to keep us divided. And when we're in div division, we're not going up. You know, if there's two sides, we're not going to that higher opportunity and, and we're staying in the black and white and, you know, his and her and, you know, the gender wars and all the different things that keep they're trying to keep us busy with, like you were saying, to focus on that and bait us into that energy. And over here, all these distractions, instead of just being like, you know what? Okay. You know, and don't engage. My friend, Robert um, Stevens just passed on Saturday and he was, he gave me this analogy one time. I was having an issue with my, with my sister and my mother, and we were at a Chinese restaurant and he was like, you know what you can do? And I was like, what? And he took his straw. He took the paper off the straw. He rolled it up. And he said, what happens if I take this and I just throw it at you? And he kind of like bopped it in my face. And I, I was like, uh, and you know, the paper fell down and I picked it up right away. And it was just instinctive. I picked it up and I threw it back at his face. And then he was like, hmm, you know what I would do? And I was like, what? And he just picked it up off the ground and then he looked at it and then he just put it back down and he smiled and he did nothing. And it goes well, back. Yeah. He was yeah. like, you know, you can throw stuff at me, but I don't have to throw it back, you know, and, right. and that's on an energy level. We can do this, you know, and I love that you're saying this because that gives me that picture. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. One other aspect of the awakening I would mention is um, our li life in this reality is um, interactive. So what this, um, because we're constantly uh, interacting with this this field of energy, this field of consciousness, which on one level I say is a simulation. Um, the manipulators, they want to hold that field in a low vibrational state right. yeah. because we're interacting with it and, and, and therefore 
if you're swimming in an ocean, then you're likely to be affected by the nature of the ocean. But what I see happening is as more and more people awaken at different levels, yes, uh, uh, as we, we go through the journey, if you like, but they are putting this new awareness that they have into the field. And, and it's, it's changing the field. I mean, I remember what it was like in 1990 when I started out. I mean, there was none of this stuff going on. Now it's, it, it's vast by comparison. And that awakened um, uh, uh, perception of, of the fact that the world's not like we thought it was is going into the field and it's affecting other people. Yeah, and it's bursting illusion bubbles. Yeah, and so so there are people that um, I'm sure are, are coming to conclusions. Hey, you know, I'm 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 not sure what I've thought of the world is actually right. Maybe it's not, and that's kind of coming from the field where other people are putting these awakened thoughts, these awakened perceptions into the field, and other people are picking them up, and it can be a can be like a Domino. A, a, a domino effect, exactly, yeah. and and I think that is happening. And there's got to remain an openness to keep going as well, because what you see happening as well is with these awakenings, it happens in phases, as you say, and um, and then people get comfortable in one phase, and that can be like a religious, you know, conviction or whatever, and then suddenly a closeness happens and nothing new comes in. So I think it's very, very important that we stay open and we, we keep unfolding these petals. Yeah. Well, no illusion is uh, kept alive. Yeah, I think that's that, what I was saying earlier. It's why I'm so concerned about this here and no further barricade within the mainstream alternative media is that it, it, absolutely what, what Chrissy says, um, I, I agree with. Um, it's like there's a river flowing a river flowing, a river of awareness, knowledge, wisdom, all of it. And, and you pick up parts of that knowledge in that river. And then instead of flowing with the river, what more knowledge, what more insight is there? It starts to become an eddy and yeah. it starts to spin. And, and this becomes a, uh, like, like Chrissy said, you, 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 you awaken to a point and then you start to spin. The eddy starts to spin, and and that's where you are. You're basically in a niche. Yeah. This is, and, and and you go round and round and round and round and round. And you see that a lot with the current, like a lot of people turning to Jesus again, and and then suddenly everything you say is being, oh no 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 no, you're going against the Jesus story. And I, I find it quite sad to see because I'm by no means against anything to do with Jesus. Because to me, if Jesus really lived. You know, he was carrying this, this Christed consciousness and whatever he was expressing, I find highly inspiring, but I don't see it as uh, that only through him can you can you be released. And, and, and that to me is a belief pattern that a lot of people seem to hang on to now. And it's, to, yeah, it's it's like an eddy to me. It's one of those. Absolutely. Uh, I just want to say real quick, the planetary alignment, uh, the planetary alignments, give us the initiations it's encoded in us to begin to switch on dormant dna to unscramble the codes that have been scrambled up so we lose our galactic memories we're born with amnesia that's leveraged in order to keep creating psyops at huge growth periods in the collective and also in our personal lives that 
when we're about to initiate into the next level of awareness of our creative imagination of all that is possible, there's some big psyops that is recognizing that this is a big moment for humanity or for an individual. And boom, here's here's the attack. Here's the psyops. And there's the challenge. Are you going to be like in panic? Are you going to go into that eddy? Or is that a temporary eddy where you're like, wait a second, I can I can come up with a better script. I can clear purify my creative imagination and uh, and gain more access to myself and, and these hidden treasures that have been dormant in the face of something that wants to um, harness it and use it so that it can override with the new world order where we can be the override frequency. And I like to say like the 5D tower that collapses the dark weaponry because we're the more advanced technology. It relies on the mind control for the bioweapon to even work. Wow. I, I agree. <laughs> you know, one, one, one interesting thing. Um, that um, I've, I've noticed. And when you study the nature of the left side of the brain, that kind of really is a real focus of this. And that's the need for certainty. People have a need for certainty because certainty is their security. And so when you, you, you get into one of these eddies, it gives you a certain certainty. You think you've, you've worked it out. And a, a part of the awakening is moving out of this need for certainty and to embrace uncertainty, to embrace the fact that there's a vast ocean more to know, infinite ocean more to know, and to get your um, get your 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 focus, your your um, your, your perceptions based on seeking out more and more of that, wanting to know more, knowing that there's a limit to what you know now, so what don't you know? And, and that overrides the need for certainty because this need for certainty is, is, is very, very uh, controlling if it's, not, um, if, if it's allowed to coagulate. So people will take on a Christian belief system or a Muslim belief system or a Hindu belief system because that is their certainty. This is, this is how it is. And, and I've noticed, I had an experience recently with somebody uh, in, a, uh, in an interview on a, on a stage in, um, in Manchester, where their need to protect their religious certainty meant they could simply not go beyond the walls of the religious belief system. So everything that is beyond that, which is almost everything that exists, um, is denied them. They're denying it themselves. They're denying themselves that that knowledge because they won't go out of it. Once they once they go into knowledge, awareness, even exploration, that is beyond their religious belief system, they've lost the certainty. Now they're in the land of uncertainty. Yeah, what is going on? What is happening? What is this place? Who am I? And and this um, this association of a sense of certainty with a sense of security is one of the great ways that people are manipulated and held fast in the the prison cell of the mind. Just jump in there. So, so David, uh, Sharnel and I come from a, a very kind of fundamental Christian background, um, and we've both had a you know separately and together like an awakening experience um and what you're saying is absolutely bang on in that you know i was i used to know everything um i really did and i thought i did 
um and and then you have this awakening you realize i literally know nothing you know i don't know what's what's going on that is um, the awakening yeah exactly that exactly it's like a paradox. creative right uh-huh. exactly well, um, okay with that you know it's yeah like, exactly yeah uh-huh. and and it's like anything outside of my worldview is wrong it's satanic blah 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 you know it, it, which is nonsense um but but something that you alluded to earlier which is it, i've actually got into trouble um amongst some some in the spiritual world um that we have to transcend this dualistic mindset some people say like duality we just have to put up with it it just is what it is now my the way i see things is that yes we have the knowledge of good and evil but to transcend that we go to the tree of life model which is oneness unity you know we are one human species we're one human race you know when we we can do this together um to throw that analogy in um and I can see forming a sort of all over the world. When I really grasped that, you know, which was a part of my awakening, you know, I no longer looked at the atheist or the Muslim as my enemy. I was like, wow, I'm one with this person. I could see the divinity in that person, you know? Um, so it's really interesting that you bring that up at this stage because um, I think that the this sort of religious mindsets, as much as, like you said, uh, Christiana, a lot of people are turning to religion because of the consequence of what's going on in the world, which is horrible. They're looking um, for certainty, yeah? Exactly, and and, and they're falling back on that. Yeah, and looking, exactly, mm. looking for an external savior, not knowing that they're actually here to do the job and to do the work. Um, which, you know, when sort of the 2020 situation was ongoing, I wanted to grab a horse and go full-blown William Wallace on Parliament, you know, but <laughs> if you... If you do that, then you're in their dualistic system and they yeah. will win every time. But something that's been coming through the past sort of year or so for me is we're not here to fight the old, we're here to create the new. Um, and I think that's yeah, what yeah. all this is about. We're not, I'm, I couldn't care less kind of what they're up to anymore. It's like we need to be on the front lines creating what some call the new earth, whatever you want to call it. I know some people say that's a program, I don't know. But for, for sake of terminology, you know, we're here to create um, an existence where this this ancient cult is obsolete. And I truly believe that we're on the road, we're on the path. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's, it's like what I was saying earlier about um, not fighting, but ceasing to cooperate, yeah. Ce- ceasing to, um, to take part, basically, because this is what's going on. Fight, 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 drama, 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 gotcha. And Isn't if you that like... I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I'm. I, I'm. I'm not going to resist you. I'm simply not going to um, acquiesce to what you want me to do. I will not do what you want, and I'm not going to fight you. I'm just not doing it. That's and, why. And, and that breaks this. This because if you look at it, you've got billions of people, and you've got a handful that are actually in full knowledge, manipulating them and directing them. But that can't be imposed upon by that unless that is totally fragmented and so you have all these fragments uh, fighting each other instead of focusing on um the the, the if you like the the, the common um imposition um and uh, until we break down these belief systems these group belief systems and absolutely as you say see us for what we are all, all different expressions of the same consciousness having different experiences, then this divide and rule will go on. This is why tyrants cannot be tyrants and impose their will 
without divide and rule and all these different fault lines that are played. And if you notice now, there's more and more being created. So right. now there's a fault line between the transgenders and, and women, yes. just as there was a fault line between men and women created toxic masculinity. All these different fault lines are being created because unity is their worst nightmare. Exactly. They want us to fight. They want us to fight them. And then they can say martial law. You're all out on the streets protesting. And then the peaceful protests they don't report about because what can they say about that? That's not fighting. That's people coming together in right. love like you guys did in London. And I mean, I always look at it like breaking up with a, a ex-partner because it is all about the patriarchal program and it doesn't matter. It's not about the men um, or blaming a gender. It has to do with the programming of imbalance and, 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 and it, it flips, right? Just as long as there's imbalance, it doesn't matter what side is coming from who's above the other, as long as it's not balanced. And so if you look at it like that inverted system is like breaking up with a toxic partner, you're not going to want to continue fighting with it. It might want you to continue to fight with it, but if you don't move on, you're not going to experience true love. You're not going to move on to the next experience. You're being bound by trying to change it. You're being bound by trying to um, win over it. And, and it's not going to change. Only we can change and move forward and, and embrace the next thing coming in that is much more authentic to our heart, to our truth. And, and that's why what we break up with, we want to move on from, we want to cut the energetic cords because as long as we're still engaging, it's taking our power. Right. So. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting when I, when I meet people who, who are awakening and I meet people who um, are solid gold asleep and in the program, just look in the eyes, completely different. Yeah. One one has life and sparkle and one has there's yeah. no there's no yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well, uh, I would love for you guys to come back and do a part two because I feel like we're just like barely skimming this, but um I, you know, we're definitely gonna be in touch. Um, where can people find you guys? Um, if we can just go around real quick. And uh, I know you guys can find me at drsharnell.com. Lots of different um, resources there as far as session work, remote, um, online courses, books that I've written, and um, our show is there. There's lots of different things. Just go to drsharnell.com. Of course, we have the, the podcast. Um, but where can we find you guys? Because I'd love for people to connect with your work. Well, they can find us at iconic.com, uh, where we are now. Um, it's a, a, a media platform that, yes, it, it looks at the conspiracy and exposes the conspiracy, but not only that. That's the point I'm making about this here and no further uh, alternative media. It goes into the nature of reality, the whole spectrum of spirituality, yeah. and explores it, no limits, just explores what the, the evidence or the interest um, is there to explore. And, and you can get me at davidike.com as well. And he's quite prolific on Twitter at the moment as well. I've seen. <laughs> Loving it. Yeah, it's kind of, I tell you, it's, going on Twitter is quite quite interesting because I, I didn't want to know about social media. Uh, I, 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 it just, uh, so I don't, I don't read the comments or anything. I just say my thing and make of it what you will. But then uh, something happened about a month ago where, um, what what was happening is someone was posting news stories from davidite.com on on my twitter page and that's far as we went but the, that that was had fallen into um into disarray a bit at the time so i said well i'll take it over and i started then not just posting news stories but actually commenting 
and it's it's amazing i mean you know um, there is an enormous number of people out there and it coincided with the uh, almost exactly with the israeli um uh, palestinian latest um conflict and there's an enormous people out a uh, number of people out there that are sick and tired of sides yeah they are fed up with it yeah. You know, and, and I, I saw the, you know, the, the alternative media, as it calls itself, picking sides, usually Israel in that case, uh, of the right and the left. Oh, no, we're going with the Palestinians. Here we go again. Yeah. Um, and. Um, but the, 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 the line I've been taking is you, you, you pick a side. The Matrix has you. Yeah. And it's amazing the number of people. Who 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 are who who want to hear that? Yes. Uh, who who are not um, who are, who can see through it now? That the sides thing is just polarity, playing off fault lines of divide and rule, and um, that's very encouraging. Yeah, and also um, David and I have just finished a film uh, based on the book that's come out. So the book is called The Dream, and we've now made the film The Dream that's out on Christmas Eve. So oh, I very much encourage people to watch that on iconic.com because that's yeah. really looking into the nature of reality, the simulation, waking up from the dream, and where to from here. So awesome. Yeah. I look forward to that. Ah. Oh, oh hello. hello. <laughs> Cats, dogs, everybody wants to join in here. Hey. Yes. Laura, where can oh. we see Laura? Cosmicguide.org. I have a subscription there and all my content on my the alternative channels I'm trying to rebuild. I haven't quite been able to get back on Twitter. Um, I'm like, okay. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, going to be putting out a book in March called Awakening the Truth Frequency. And it's all about everything we're talking about. And really just that diversity in harmony is true oneness. Our differences are a blessing. We're here to help switch each other on with all the things that are, make us different. Because, uh, yeah, and when doing that, I, I feel we deprogram de from the madness. And um, so it's been a pleasure to be with you guys. It's always incredible to see you, David and Christiana, and of course, Dr. Charnel and Craig. I love your show and I look forward to creating more. I know, I think uh, uh, I'm gonna be with you with the Rebel Collective, David Ike, very soon in December, which I can't wait for. And um, I don't know if you remember that with Drago. Yeah, he probably does. He, but know. he, he, he knows on the day kind of thing. Okay, well, I'll see you then. And I uh, love you guys. Happy holidays and new year. And um, yeah, I mean, no matter what's happening around us, we are witness to it. We're not of it. And we're not going to be helping to enable it. We can really embrace the power that we hold to co-create something way better without the certainty and embrace the mystery and be artists of life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and and I, I think that, um, you know, if, if, if people tend to think that oneness means everyone thinks the same, everyone acts the same, you know, it's like a blob. But we, we're, we're looking at a, a, a consciousness, what I call the all that is, has been and ever can be which in, is another way of saying it's all possibility, it's all potential. And so celebrating uniqueness, celebrating your uniqueness yes. is to celebrate yes. unity. Diversity is a gift. Absolutely. Yes. And, and, and what a boring infinity if we were all the same. Exactly. Um, and and, and it's, it's, it's important that we do express our uniqueness and to, to balance that with other people's uniqueness 
is that we all respect everyone's right to their opinion and everyone's right to their view and everyone's right to their um, their lifestyle. I mean, I have a simple uh, philosophy on life. Do what you like as long as you don't impose it on anyone else. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and you know, so express your uniqueness, but don't impose your uniqueness on someone else who doesn't want that uniqueness imposed upon them. And, and that, that's called respect. Yes. I mean, this world could be so fantastic. That, if, that's love to me. You know? Yeah. That, that if you talk about what's love, yes. that's love, that, that tolerance and respect. And yeah. Like acceptance. As long as yeah. you're not hurting anybody, right? You know, it's like, geez. Anyway. It's not difficult, is it? It's like kindergarten, everyone. It's like yeah. all the different like musical instruments are meant to play together and create harmony, but you don't exactly. bash the violinist over the head because you're playing the drum. You're like, hey, yeah. I love it. Exactly. I love it. <laughs> exactly. You're amazing. Yeah. Okay. And Craig, where can we find you? Oh gosh. Um, go. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm in a band, Nth Ascension. I'm also playing for a band called Ten. Uh, we're doing some gigs next year. They're going to be announced soon. Um, I have a, a meditation ethereal music channel, uh, which I think is in the in the comments or the you know the bio. Um, obviously, we do the show regularly. Just I'm on social media. I like people to contact me, and I like the discussion and offending people. It's brilliant. I love it. So thank you. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's been a real pleasure. It's been really good. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on. It was a real surprise. It was wonderful to have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you. Cheers. I'm so positive. Definitely need to come. We'll do a part two. We'll get in touch and see if that's we can make that happen. But you guys have a wonderful day and week, and just keep doing what you're doing. And we okay. so appreciate y'all being with us together today. And thank you again. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much. Bye. 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 All right, we need to go, unfortunately. You Bye. go. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, that, that was, was great. Thanks, thanks. For, uh, for inviting us.